Well, and I know, I think it was maybe what last year you guys actually put out a, a new project uh, called The Garage Tapes. Um, exactly. T- tell me about this. This sounds pretty interesting. I've been reading up on it a little bit. It sounds pretty cool. It is, and and it's been a hugely successful seller, I might say, and and we 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 weren't too sure about it. Um, Back in the late seventies through the early eighties, we 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 rehearsed and recorded in a little studio in Lexington, Kentucky. That's where we were based at the time. Uh, We were all from near that area, and uh, the studio was literally it used to be a garage, and and it had been converted into a recording studio and and a pretty good studio. And uh, we would go in and record demo versions of, you know, all the songs we were writing and working on. And then later we would go to Los Angeles and then later Nashville and, and sort of re-record them, you know, into a final uh, version. But um, and we recorded just tons of stuff because we'd go in there and just work. Uh, we worked in the studio as studio musicians, and then at night we had use of the studio. So we'd go in there and work for weeks and months almost every night just you know recording stuff so um then in in the late 80s and uh into the 90s the studio closed and we thought all those tapes had been lost we really didn't know you know what happened to them so a few years ago we actually started through various people discovering those tapes and we managed to recover about 30 tracks uh, that had been stored away and surprisingly were in pretty good shape. They uh, had been, a lot of them had been stored in a closet somewhere, so they hadn't deteriorated a lot. Uh, so what we went through and we remastered and, and kind of combed through and picked the, the best 30 songs actually and put them on a, a double CD and, and, and because of the garage uh, element of it, that's what, what we call them, the garage tapes. And, to me, as a musician, they're very, very interesting because it, it gives you the very early versions of songs, you know, as they sort of develop in the studio. Uh, but both take me down and the closer you get. For example, the very, the very, very early versions of those are on there, and even a couple of rehearsal versions of, uh, for example, "Give Me One More Chance." The, the day we actually worked it up in the studio, we've got that recorded. So it, it's just something a little different. Uh, but all our fans really seem to love it, and it's it's uh, it's very cool. And uh, then we also recorded <clears throat> at a rehearsal a, a version of a song called Sixteen Tons." You may remember the old Tennessee Ernie Ford song. Oh yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, and we we did a totally different arrangement of it, and we we discovered that we actually forgot about it. We we never played the song live. I, I don't know why. Um, so we actually pulled that off of the CD, and we, we've been playing that in concert, and it's been getting a huge response. Just I think because people remember the song, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a really unique version. And uh, I think we may go back in in a few weeks and and kind of re-record that rehearsal version, and maybe try to to, to release it, uh, you know, media-wise or online uh, because of the of the huge uh, response. So we're as I say, we 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 finished that up uh, around the middle of last year, so that's uh, that's something we we have and are promoting when we tour. And then a couple of years ago, then before that, we actually went back and re-recorded all of our hits to kind of update them. So over the last few years, we've we've been uh, we've been busy in the studio. I mean, we're we're not just touring; we're trying to keep things up to date as much as we can. And 
and you know give our fans some some material some newer material that you'd mentioned as far as the garage tapes go that that you were kind of maybe a little bit concerned or worried you know how it might go over with fans probably because you know that that quality of sound it probably doesn't sound studio quality like people are used to hearing and but right. i think you probably found that you know people people like those imperfections you know that's why people like listening to records and you know old cassette yeah. tapes and stuff like that I, I i i think that's it i personally prefer some of those versions to the later versions that we finished in a little higher tech version uh there there's just a certain warmness and uh and you can kind of it, it sounds corny but you can sort of Feel the emotion in those songs a little bit more. They're, you know, they're they're a little rougher, and there's you know you'll hear a couple little. I wouldn't. I don't think there's any major mistakes, but you'll hear you know just a little little stuff that's a little different here and there. But I, I think I think that's why people like. And I know I, as far as uh, other acts, that's the kind of stuff I like to hear. I like to hear you know outtakes and other other versions and rehearsal tapes i find that very interesting actually i gravitate towards those, those kind of things so I'm, I'm right there with you i think that's really cool so how can people pick up the garage tapes marlon well uh they can actually go to our website uh which let me do let me do a uh, a little bit of commercial here it's it's uh www.exile.biz b-i-z uh and there's a section on there i think it's called a store or something you can you can order you can order those tapes and and frankly, a lot of our other merchandise too, if you want. Uh, then we also obviously have those with us when we're touring and, uh, have those available. And, uh, as I said, it, it's, it's been extremely successful. So, uh, yeah, check out exile.biz and, uh, uh, and then there's some, I think, uh, YouTube versions of us doing a couple of songs on, on there you can, you can find if you search for it. So, um, so that's, it, it's not that hard to find actually. Now, I didn't want to let you go without asking you this. Uh, Exile, in its peak country music-wise there in the 80s, somebody else who was at his peak there in the 80s on the country side of things was Kenny Rogers, who just passed oh, away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, had you ever worked with him and, and, and met him, and what went through your mind when you heard he passed away? Kenny, he, he was just a, a, a prince. We, we did dates with Kenny, and then... Uh, as a matter of fact, I, my, personally, I went to see him during his final tour and, and got to go back and talk to him. He he really was what he seemed to be. He he was a genuinely nice person. Uh, and what a lot of people don't realize is Kenny was a musician himself. You know, he was a bass player. Uh, and when he started, he was a jazz bass player. Mm-hmm. So he he always identified with musicians. I mean, you know, he wasn't just a singer. Uh, and he was always extremely kind. I know he was very loyal to his, he, he had band members that had been with him for just decades. He was, he was very loyal. Um, he's just one of those good guys. I, I mean, I, 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 it just, it was just devastating to hear of his passing. And then he, he was what he seemed to be. He was just a really, he was just a really nice guy and a, just a real superstar. I remember work, we worked with him at his peak back in the eighties and he was, you know, he was, he was huge back yeah. then. You know, he's one of the biggest stars touring, but through all of that, he was always just a down to earth, nice guy. He, he, he was, he was a true star. I think he told Don Henley, you know, be careful how you treat people on your way up. Cause you're going to meet those same people on your way back down. And he seemed exactly. he, he lived that, didn't he? <laughs> he did. And, and, you know, uh, not to get into too much detail, but he, 
he had a lot to do with the Eagles forming because uh, he he put up. I think it was Glenn Fry actually stayed with him when he moved to California, and and in the Eagles documentary, they give him a lot of credit for yeah. for them forming. So he 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 was a big star both in 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 rock and in country. I mean, he he was he was he was a unique individual, and, and again. As you say, he was he was just a good guy. No doubt about it. And again, Marlon Hargis, our guest, is the keyboardist from Exile, joining us tonight. Uh, who else from your era did you enjoy, uh, you know, working with or, or listening to? Anybody else come come to mind? Well, if you go back to, uh, well, I'll, I'll give you two different answers because you know we had the rock and roll era. Yeah, uh, we we toured with Aerosmith, kind of at their peak, which. Let me say. Let me put this way. It was very interesting. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was, you know, things were a little different back then. But they were fun, and actually, they were good guys. Uh, they were always fun to be around. Uh, the original version of Heart, uh, we toured with them, and they were they were probably one of the best live acts I've ever heard in my life. They were just amazing. Cool. They were great, and we toured with them a lot. Uh, the Doobie Brothers worked with them. They were great. Then, then going into country, we toured with the Oak Ridge Boys a lot, and they were—they're still some of our best friends. They're, they're great guys, you know. They're amazing to me because they're still out there doing 100, 150 dates a year. Still, uh, they always treat us well. We work with Lee Greenwood a lot. Uh, the Judds, um, the Gatlins. We work with the Gatlins a lot. Those those guys are always great to us. So. Um, you know, it's just fun to think back. We, I'll have to say, we ninety nine percent of the of the touring we did, we always had a good time and always enjoyed it. You know, so that's it's always good to look back on it. And and frankly, you know, other artists, we 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 mainly do solo dates anymore. We're usually headlining, but every once in a while we'll work with some other artists that we haven't seen for a while. And and um, and that's always a it's always a lot of fun just to run across people you haven't seen in a while and get to work with them. It's it's always a blast. Well, Marlon, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. Appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else uh, that you wanted to mention or add uh, to your fans that are listening before you know, we let you go tonight? Well, just that we 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 sincerely miss seeing you guys. Uh, and as I say, keep uh, let me give you our Facebook uh, page too, because there, we 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 kind of keep that maybe more daily updated. It's called Exile Band Official. Exile Band Official is our Facebook page. Exile Biz is our our website, and the reason I keep mentioning those as as we as we reschedule dates and uh, you know get our schedule for later in the year, we'll try to keep everyone as updated as possible about our our, our shows that are postponed. And we we definitely hope you'll uh, you'll come out and see us when when we finally get back on the road. Exile Band Official is the Facebook page, and Exile.biz is the website. Marlon Hargis, our guest tonight on the Honky Tonk Time Machine, keyboardist for the band Exile. Marlon, thanks again. Hopefully you can get back to it uh, sooner rather than later. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it, and looking forward to getting back out in uh, the Missouri area and seeing our friends out there.